Will you please join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, Lord, that you have shown your glory through Christ, that you have knit us together as your people, and that you have built us into a community. Lord, walk with us on our journey as we seek after your will, as we build one another up, and as we reach out to the people around us with the love of Christ. ask all these things through his name in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In 2010, there was a movie that came out uh, called The Way. It was uh, by Emilio Estevez, and his father, uh, Martin Sheen, starred in it. It was the story of uh, a father whose estranged son went on a pilgrimage um, in Spain called The Way of St. James. It's an ancient pilgrimage that goes all the way across the top of Spain over to the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, and while the son was on this pilgrimage, he was up in the Pyrenees Mountain just getting started uh, when he was caught in a storm and died in the storm. And so the father uh, traveled across the ocean to go and get the body of his son and decided to not just you know, bring back his ashes, but to actually finish the pilgrimage for him, to finish walking the way of St. James. It's like 500 kilometers. So he took his son's backpack and you know, the box with his son's ashes and started out on this journey. Uh, and along the way, he met a whole bunch of different people, um, all walking the same path for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> and at first, the, the father was, you know, very reluctant to share anything about himself. But as they went through all these different experiences together, all these different challenges, um, he started to open up to them. And they did the same to him. Uh, it, so the tagline of the, of the movie is, life is too big to walk it alone. Isn't that true? Our lives are too big, too difficult, too complex to just try and go through it alone. We need one another. We need Christian community. Uh, fellow pilgrims along the way of life. This summer, our sermon series has been on the way of Jesus from belief to action. Uh, Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. Early Christians were called followers of the way. Following Jesus is more than just believing a few facts or statements about him. It's a way of life, and really the way to life. Being a disciple means being a follower of Jesus, not just a fan. The good news of Jesus compels us to follow him. Uh, as we mentioned a few weeks ago, we're all followers of something or someone, <laughs> whether it's 
You know, someone that we're following on Facebook or Twitter or somebody who we like to read about or watch uh, on TV uh, or some other way of life. The question is, who are we following? What are we building our lives on? Starting today, we're doing three weeks uh, in this series on found, or, or three weeks, the past three weeks, we've been looking at foundations. Uh, Andrew delivered Allison's message on practical prayer, uh, and then we talked about practical study and the Bible's trustworthiness, how to develop a good discipline of daily being in God's Word. And then last week, Pastor Andrew talked about practical obedience in the little things, including how we use our money and our time to serve and bless others. Well, today's message is called The Journey Together. We're beginning the final section of our series, five weeks on community. And Community, the word literally means with unity. Uh, it can be defined as a people with a common history living in a particular area, or it can be defined as a, a unified body of individuals, or a body of persons of common interests scattered throughout a larger society. Isn't that interesting? Uh, you can think of it in terms of our community of Story City, the people who live here, or the community of the staff and students of the Roland Story School District. Or you can think of it in terms of Christians who live in the Roland and Story City area, and like Allison shared in the children's message, those Christians who live in other countries around the world. And you can also think of community as we who are part of this particular community of faith, Emmanuel Lutheran, who live and serve together as fellow followers of Jesus in our shared and separate neighborhoods, workplaces, and schools. We are the church together. Now, a word that's connected to community, of course, is the word communion. And we usually think of that in terms of when we share Holy Communion together, uh, but it can also mean an act of sharing. Uh, and of course, that's intimately connected with Holy Communion because when we share Holy Communion, we're sharing in the body and blood of Christ. Uh, it, also, it also can be an act of sharing identity and purpose. Who are we and what are we called to do? Uh, communion is also an intimate fellowship or rapport, and it's also can be defined as a body of Christians having a common faith and discipline. We are the church. We are people that we sh who share a common faith and mission and purpose in the world. In our reading from Acts today, we heard about the story of the very first Christians who started living out their faith in Christ together. Uh, they were people who had been changed by the love of Jesus. And so they loved one another. 
They devoted themselves to prayer and worship together. They ate together in their homes, and they shared the good news about Jesus with everybody that they met. They took care of one another, and God did amazing things through them and brought more and more people into the family of Christ, the communion of Christ. So in this series, we're asking, what is the church? And why has God brought us together? Paul's letter to the Ephesians paints a beautiful picture of the biblical view of Christian community. Paul begins his letter by praising God for what he's done in Christ. Through his forgiveness and grace, God has gathered both Jews and Gentiles into one covenant family. God's purpose is to unite all things in the Messiah, Jesus. And Paul prays that we would know God's love and experience the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Paul then goes on in chapter 2 to talk about how God's love and grace free us from deception, selfishness, sin, and lack of purpose. God's love raises us up makes us new people and gives us new purpose and tasks. We've been brought into God's multi-ethnic covenant family to be a new unified humanity that lives in peace. That's God's purpose for the church. And then in chapter 3, Paul has this beautiful prayer. He says, I pray out of his glorious riches that God the Father may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Isn't that just a beautiful prayer for, for Christ to live in us and to live through us, that his Spirit would strengthen us with power? Then in chapter 4, Paul says, therefore, and it's kind of this turning point in in the whole letter to the Ephesians. He's been talking all about what God has been doing, and then he says, therefore, here's how the gospel story shapes our story. If If you think about it, that's really how God always works. He begins with what he has done, how he has made us redeemed us, saved us, rescued us, and then shows us how, do we, how we are to respond to his love and faithfulness. We have a hardwired need for Christian community. We need each other. Faith in Jesus is not just a solo affair. It's not just me and Jesus. It's us together as followers of Christ. So in chapter 4, um, we, we heard a portion of that today, but I want to read it to you from the message, from Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the Bible. Here's what Paul says. I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. 
And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily, pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love, alert at noticing differences, and quick at mending fences. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together, both outwardly and inwardly. You have one master, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. The church, Paul is saying, is a big family with lots of different kinds of people. But Paul emphasizes that we are one. One is a key word in this chapter. We have one master, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all. We have a lot of unity. However, Paul goes on to say unity does not mean uniformity. Our unity is in Christ. We are not united by our preferences or our felt needs, not by our political perspectives, our race or culture, or anything else we have in common other than Jesus. We may have all kinds of different differences and diversity among us, but we have the same Lord. Remember what Jesus prayed in John 17 on the night in the night he was betrayed? He said, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Think about that. How amazing. What a gift that Jesus prays that we would have the same kind of unity that he has with the Father. He said, He prayed, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And then we get to the part of the prayer that is actually written in Norwegian at the bottom of the stained glass up here where Jesus is praying, you know, uh, there it's in the Garden of Gethsemane. He says, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself might be in them. That sounds an awful lot like our mission statement as a church. Building strong relationships in Christ and making him known to all. The name of our church is Emmanuel, God with us. We are one body with many members and diverse gifts all arranged by the Holy Spirit to build each other up and point people to Jesus. 
Paul goes on in Ephesians to say, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service, that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. All of the different gifts and roles that Christ gives through the Holy Spirit are to equip and build up the body of Christ so that we become more and more like Jesus. The goal is to reach unity and maturity in Christ. So how are we to live together? Paul goes on, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. We can do so much more together than by trying alone. When we were in Michigan, uh, I was invited to a, a Habitat for Humanity meeting for pastors in the area. And I showed up uh, you know, for this meeting, and it was just me and the representative from Habitat. <laughs> no other pastors showed up. It wasn't a really great start. <laughs> but he and I talked, and I knew a bunch of other pastors in our community. You know, I was part of the ministerial association. We had a, a larger ministerial association for the whole county. So I shared the vision with each of them, and then they shared it with each of their congregations, and we started working together. We started raising funds to help provide an affordable home for a family in need. Uh, we had, we, the Habitat selected a young mom and her kids to be the, the owners of the home. Uh, so they in, you know, put in a lot of sweat equity working on the house themselves. And you know, we're going to take on a, you know, an, an affordable mortgage that then gradually gets repaid without any interest and then goes on to support other families uh, you know, in, in future builds. We pulled together volunteers and a guy from our congregation who had some construction experience volunteered to be our foreman on the job. And so over the course of several months, um, and, and Habitat actually found a, a, an affordable lot that was just kitty corner from the backyard of my family's house. <laughs> so we got to watch this all unfold. And we were a part of it. You know, our congregation and all these other congregations had people that came over and helped nail and dig and paint and sweep and plant flowers. Over the course of several months, we saw this house go up. And then finally, that fall, that young mom and her kids got the keys to that house. And when we left and came here to Iowa, those churches were starting to build another house right next door to that one. 
we can do so, so much more when we work together as the body of Christ. Uh, we can provide for others. God does amazing things through us when we build Christian community in our lives and families and neighborhoods. Because those churches weren't just building a house just for that mom and her kids. They were also building connections with them and with each other. You know, across denominational lines, across, you know, in, in, from different communities coming together. When we follow and obey our Lord, the Holy Spirit knits us together into the body of Christ. Just like our bodies have many different parts that work together, every person in the body of Christ has different gifts and roles to play for building up the body. Every gift, every resource, every bit of energy that we have is not for us to keep to ourselves. It's all to be used for the sake of the community of faith. The Holy Spirit has arranged and gifted us just as God wants. Jesus is the head. He gives directions to all the rest of the body. When we listen to him and follow his lead, we work together to build up the body of Christ. We speak the truth in love. We serve one another with the specific gifts that the Holy Spirit has placed in us. Building up the body can look like starting a small group, helping with a new ministry, praying for people, being a mentor for a kid who needs help or an extra challenge, volunteering with RSVP or Habitat for Humanity or Meals on Wheels, or just encouraging someone who's going through a rough time in their lives. There are as many ways to serve and build strong relationships in Christ as there are gifts and people. Uh, this past week, uh, you may have seen in the paper or online that uh, Zach Tweet <laughs> pulled over when he saw a family stranded by the side of the road with a flat tire. He's done this before, and you know, and just got out, helped change the tire in a few minutes, got them on their way, and she took a couple of pictures and posted them on Facebook, and it kind of went viral. <laughs> All these people saying, you know, he was wearing a cross. It's a good thing that he's, that, you know, you know, some people just wear that as jewelry. He lives it out. <laughs> and it's so true. That's what we're all called to do, to help the people around us in need, to be a shining witness to the people around us. Whatever gifts you have received, find ways to use them to build up others in love. I want to leave you with a couple of questions today. First of all, how could you give Christian community greater priority in your life this week? What are some ways that you could dive deeper with other Christian friends uh, in your family, around you in your neighborhood, uh, to grow closer to one another and, to clo and closer to Christ? 
And then secondly, what is the Holy Spirit nudging you to do to serve and connect with others? Pay attention to those little nudges, those little, you know, things that Jesus is calling your attention to, that the Holy Spirit is prompting you to do or say uh, to, to help or serve. We are to ask the Holy Spirit to show us. We are to seek after what he wants us to do, and then we are to act on it. Yeah. Faith in Christ moves from belief to action. Christ has made us his people. He equips us for works of service to build up his body until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of him and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus.